0: The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of The Witch Way Spellcast. I am your hostess, Sorceress Chisholm. Thank you for joining me tonight. It is July 23rd, 2021. It is a full moon in Aquarius. The Corona Olympics are kicking off tonight. It's all happening, people. So I have um, a wonderful interview with healer and therapist Crystal Gittens later in the show. And also I will be singing a little song and, yeah, just let's talk about what's going on. Astrologically, I think it's a pretty big full moon happening. Um, for one degree of Aquarius. This is like at the, right at the beginning of Aquarius. So we've got two Aquarius full moons this month, people. So heads up. This is about mastering your genius. Okay. It's a, it's pretty intense. Uh, So yeah, let me tell you a little bit about Aquarius, what I know about it. So it is a fixed air sign and it is often depicted as an androgynous person holding a water container or pouring out water. So it's also known as the water bearer. And uh, yeah, so this particular sign is associated with technology, with uh, universities, with humanity, with the collective, with the people, with um, the future. Okay, it's a very expansive sign, yeah? It's about space, cosmic awareness you know, aliens and weird stuff, you know. It's typically a very strange kind of sign. You know, anything can happen with Aquarius. It's it's pretty, it's pretty out there. So, yeah, we've got this full moon coming in, and uh, I think it's really showing us how to survive as a human these days. I think we're all getting a shot in the arm of humanity, or not, as the case may be. And um, its uh, opposite sign is Leo. The sun just moved into Leo, the cat, the lion, the playful pussycat or the sovereign beast, if you like, the king of the jungle. And it is a bit of a jungle out there. So I think it's really important right now to balance these two elements together. Leo is very much about the individual, self-expression, performance, um, self-love, um grandiose fashion and and beauty and meowing at the moon and all that kind of stuff. And so Aquarius is very much the opposite of that. It's very much the collective. You know, what does what do we need as a people, as a species, right? And so yeah, I think. It's really important to play during this time. It's pretty heavy. i got to say, there's a lot of uh, pressure, I think, from the government, from the media, from people who are saying this is the truth and that's not real and la, 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 la. And really what's important right now is that autonomy, your, your own ability to trust yourself, is really what's important here. Um, the truth is a growing thing, as Edgar Casey once said, and no one has a monopoly on the truth. But I think right now people are choosing their own truth, and you got to respect that. You might not respect the person; they might be going down a path that you're not going with. And if you need to let that person go, that's okay. It's okay. People are going off into all sorts of different realities right now. And the only thing you can really control is your own reality as much as you can and your own, your own response to what the world is showing you. So I think it might be a good idea for us to do a little meditation. How does that sound? Breathing in and out and in. And out. One more. In. And out. Okay, great. You can close your eyes. And let's just ground ourselves first and foremost. If you are sitting down on the floor, just imagine your butt connecting with the ground. If you're sitting in a chair, Be aware of your feet making contact with the ground. Breathe into that and out again. Okay, good. Next, feel the energy in the middle of your body, just above your belly button. This is the solar plexus. I want you to breathe into the solar plexus. Okay, here we go. Breathe in and out. Breathe in. And out again okay feeling good so we're connected to our solar plexus and we're connected to Gaia to the ground all right so next I want you to bring awareness to your third eye and the top of your head this is where you connect to spirit so let's breathe in and out. (sighs) Breathe in and out. (sighs) Okay, great. We ask great spirit to guide us as we venture forth into this new eon. Help us to evolve to a higher species, one that cares for its planet and cares for its fellow creatures. Help us to remain calm and grounded at all times, to remain discerning and to remain full of love and consideration and compassion for our fellow human beings. This Aquarius moon is a very powerful one and we ask for it to bless us with magic and with greater things for our planet, blessed be. Okay, just take a moment to feel the awareness in your root chakra, your solar plexus and your crown chakra and open your eyes okay that feels good so yeah Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius Uranus the god is a very interesting god I like to think of Uranus as being like the the Gandalf Dumbledore type eccentric wizard quite spontaneous He's quite revolutionary, and he knows what he believes in. He's the alchemist, okay? And so Uranus is ruling this full moon. Uranus, Uranus, there are many ways to say it. And yes, it always gives one a bit of a giggle. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. I think it's important to keep keep it light during this full moon. Okay, so what's gonna come up for this month? What do we need to know? Pulling the card, and we have the Wheel of Fortune. Okay, great. The Wheel of Fortune actually depicts our friend Aquarius. In this case, this uh, depiction is of an angel reading a book. And then we have the griffin, which represents Scorpio, also with a book open. And we also have Leo, uh, represented by a sphinx, also reading a book. And we have Taurus, a winged bull, also reading a book. And they're uh, resting on clouds in each of the corners of the card. And in the middle of the card is the rota symbol, which is a wheel, and it has uh, the letters R O T A and the Hebraic letters Vav Hey, which is also a, another name for God. Around the wheel, we see three figures. On top of the wheel, we see the Sphinx with a sword. This is like an Egyptian-looking sphinx wearing uh, the traditional headdress of the uh, pharaohs. And on its right side is a demon. And the demon is on the mm, underside of the wheel, shall we say. And on the other side of the sphinx is the serpent. So the Wheel of Fortune is very much about Luck, chance, how are things going to turn around? We don't know, but there's always going to be a change. There's always going to be something that will reveal our destiny to us or our fate, if you like. The Wheel of Fortune is indiscriminate. It turns for everybody. And it's also a good reminder that we aren't locked in We have choices. We can always decide. And, uh, yeah, sometimes we'll be up, sometimes we'll be down, but the wheel keeps spinning round and round. So I think it's also about, yeah, opening your mind, reading those books, calling upon the four corners of the universe, Aquarius, Scorpio, Leo, and Taurus, the fixed signs. And, yeah, yeah. Allowing for the wisdom to come through these experiences that we have. Into the blackness Into the blackness A burning nebula Melt into the cosmic I'm here talking with a dear friend of mine, Miss Crystal Gittins. Hello, Crystal. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, Crystal and I go way, 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 way back. We met in primary school in year seven in Adelaide, And uh, we became fast friends and we have been sort of in and out of each other's orbits (laughs) for the last however many years it's been. And I'm very glad that she and I have reconnected and uh, she's currently uh, located in Darwin. And uh, is Darwin
1: where you're from originally, Crystal? Um. I grew up here, but I wasn't sort of born here. I'm actually a Victorian by um, birth. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. But, no, I'm a long-time Territorian. I um, I come here in childhood and uh, we moved around a little bit when I was younger and obviously went to South Australia uh, mm-hmm. for a few years, then headed back here. Um, and I've been here pretty much ever since. So from my mid-teens, we sort of ended up back here, and uh, from then on, I finished high school and met my partner, and had my babies and settled down, did all of the stuff. Great, yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. Do you remember my thirteenth birthday on the boat, and we were playing on the with, boat, <laughs> playing with the Ouija board. We made a little Ouija board out of a Scrabble game.
1: Do you remember that? Oh, I'd forgotten about the
0: Ouija board. I just had a flash. I was wow. like, hey, talking about witchy, witchy woo-woos and stuff. I think that was probably my first kind of experimentation with, you know, weird stuff. I'd, I'd read yeah. somewhere that you could make a Ouija board out of a scrabble board and we played it on the boat on my 13th birthday.
1: <laughs> and yeah, was- I remember we did that, um, the levitation thing. That's
0: right. She's as light as a feather. She's as heavy as a house thing. That was yeah. Totally- yeah. That was cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, have, I remember that movie, The Craft. Do you remember that film? <laughs> yeah. The, from the 90s. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, Crystal, you have been working as uh, a healer, and we've had many discussions about the kind of energy work that you do. And uh, can you tell us a bit about... Like how you got involved and what what is it that you specialise in?
1: Um, okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, so I guess that I I felt that I'd always been a healer of some description. Um, I was always that um, kid who was kind of rescuing people. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my mum used to sort of say that my. My friends, I used to pick up strays, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always made friends with um, you know people that were a little bit more down on their luck, and I'd sort of help them build up back their confidence and and get in touch with their resources, and then they'd sort of go off and do their own thing. And mm. I guess that I'd always done that, but um, I hadn't really. Um, I hadn't really thought that it was my path or purpose or my mission in life to sort of do that until much later. And I'd had a friend of mine say to me when one of my when my youngest daughter was uh, a toddler that I should become a a life coach, and I pretty much just laughed at her at, at the absolute ridiculous thought of that. Um, and then some years later, um, ironically, I'd been seeing, a, a a Reiki healer and naturopath for many years who I'd become quite good friends with also. And after the passing of my partner, she sort of said to me, you know, that she was going to, uh, teach a Reiki course and was I interested in doing it. So I jumped at the chance, um. And very quickly, uh, just sort of it took hold of a part of my life. Um, And I went on to go into the first two levels of Reiki, um, which is what they often call hands-on healing, energy healing, a type of energy healing. Um, And so I did the Reiki, two first levels of Reiki, and uh, was looking around for what was sort of coming next at that point i was looking um i was very much in a transitional point in my life um it was um i was ready for change and uh there'd been a lot of upheaval in the lead up to that mm. um so yeah it just sort of came in at the right time and i went this really feels right um, and from that I, after doing the uh, Reiki levels, I then sort of come across uh, some other personal development um, modalities that I was interested in, uh, NLP and life coaching, and ended up um, going off to become a life coach and an NLP practitioner and a um, conscious hypnotist. So. Wow. Uh, yeah it all sort of happened it was kind of a snowball effect um all happened um fairly quickly in terms of um one thing came in and then the next thing came in and it was kind of like a roller coaster it was very exciting um but very crazy at the time and so I spent um a few years studying um doing going going on to do my reiki masters and um and also to uh go through the different levels of life coaching and nlp and and hypnosis Mm -hmm. um and in between did um had some a guide attunement um as well and a, a few other sort of bits and pieces that came along and uh after that just went well here I am and I've done all of this stuff and um I've worked really sort of diligently on my own awakening my own self-healing process and Mm. um working through grief and um uh sort of you know the trials and tribulations that uh those sorts of things can have on children's lives rearing my children and And so forth, and went where where to next, and really just found that I wanted to actually work um, in a more professional capacity with people. Yeah. Helping them to to sort of, I guess, go back to my roots and help them get in touch with the tools that they needed to help them heal their own lives and to work through their own um, hurts and wounds and uh, things like that so that's really been where I've uh, where I've been at great uh, for the last couple of years um and just last year I left full-time employment to work for myself as a healer as a coach and a um and a Reiki practitioner and um it's been again a roller coaster but you know How's, amazing how
0: so how how has it been a roller coaster
1: um well, I suppose that um, it's one thing to uh, work with people in the area that you're familiar with and the area of, of what you know and what you've learned, but going into business by yourself is also mm. um, a massive learning curve and that was an area of um, that I just didn't know. So learning how to navigate that has been an education in itself um with highs and lows and uh um you know i think that it's one of those things where you learn something every day mm. um and you just sort of keep going um not quite knowing what is going to happen next you know um you're planning and you're taking action and you're putting yourself out there and then some days are the highest of highs and other days are the lowest of lows but sure. and i understand that's pretty standard in <laughs> terms of entrepreneurship so mm-hmm. yeah i don't think you're um, alone there yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and you would um understand that as well being a musician and, and mm. an artist oh yes oh
0: yes most yeah. definitely so are you working solo or do you have a team Or have you worked with other um, healers in the community or?
1: Um, I have done a little bit of everything. I um, have been working predominantly solo. Um, I have pretty good connections and we sometimes team up for different things. So there's a lady that I work with that um, is a psychic tarot reader um, and I work with her Uh, a bit um so that's uh definitely interesting uh work um and there are I'm, i'm quite well connected with other healers in the community who it's it's interesting because um it's kind of a cross section of modalities so uh there are color healers and there are um uh what would i say so my own master is a um, a Reiki healer, but she is also a naturopath and an aerologist, and um, and uh, has a lineage in shamanism. Mm-hmm. So, wow. um, it's it's a very diverse um, group. You know, I find that people tend to uh, come in with all different skills. Yeah. Um, so you're and, drawing, you're
0: drawing from different wells.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are. Mm. Um, and oh. it's always interesting to sort of uh, find the mishmash way that those things come together in sort of an amazing, amazingly unique package for each individual mm. um, and the way that they um, themselves operate within that. Great. We
0: were talking the other day a little bit about past life tracking. Can you tell our listeners
1: a little bit about that and what that entails? When we are looking at our own shadow work or our own self-healing journey, um, the starting point is sort of looking at what things trigger you, what you have strong emotional reactions and responses to, looking at the different areas of your life and what is working and what isn't working, and what you really want to sort of turn around or change for yourself, and using that as your um beginning. So when we're looking at those things, when we're uh making an assessment of um, you know, you sort of if you're sort of going, well, there's something that's they specific in my life that I need to address, be it um, recurring relationship issues, or recurring financial um, issues, or um, you know, recurring uh, bouts of depression, or or illness, or or whatever that is, whatever that starting point is for you. When you're looking at a particular thing in your life um, that you wish to address. Uh, And then you, it may be that you've noticed a particular pattern or a particular trigger that there is something that you might get upset by um, continuously and we refer to that as a trigger, you know, when you have a, a quite a significant emotional response to something that someone says or something that someone does or mm. an event occurring or, or whatever, and that is your trigger. And then sort of instead of just going, oh, well, I'm triggered by that and I'll avoid that, mm. um, it's really actually taking that as an opportunity, taking that as uh, not a cue or something to be avoided, but a signal that is being highlighted to you to say, hey, there's something going on here. There's something here that you need to look at Um, and then going, taking that um, trigger and going, well, what is it about that that upsets me? What is happening in me emotionally when this thing occurs? Um, And then going, digging beneath the emotions clearing out the emotions instead sort of going, okay, well, which emotions are, are present for me? Um, and and then really using those emotions to uh, look at what lesson you might need to be learning. And then from that point going into um, a divination, uh a meditative state and asking for the support of, your guides or your inner being or uh, both of those and then journeying back um to what may be um the source point Mm. of that trigger yeah and it could be something in this lifetime and it could be something in your childhood and it could be something just from your past but it also may be um, deeper than that, it may be from a past life, um, mm-hmm. it may be from a contract with another person or a cord with another, a, another person. Mm-hmm. And because we have these energetic ties, um, when we can actually see those, like track those back um, and clear them out, and go, well, I've had the learning from this contract. I've had the learning from this court. I no longer want to be attached to it. I know what. no longer wish to have this showing up in my life this way. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, detective work. Yeah, it is, it is very much like detective work. Mm.
0: That's cool. That's so great. Are you currently
1: uh, taking clients for this kind of treatment? I am currently taking clients. The amazing thing is, um, it actually is allows me to use the tools of my learnings in a perfect combination to to go back and do this work with people. Mm. Great. So yes. <laughs> okay.
0: I guess right now a lot of the world is still. Um, experiencing lockdowns is it possible to do this kind of treatment online or is it best
1: um, face to face absolutely um like as far as energy work goes because we are dealing with the energy fields so we are in physical space actually doesn't Um, matter so we can do them over the phone we can do them via zoom we can do them in person um and that's one of the really amazing things about energy work is when you know when you're sort of working with another person um and in their energetic field you don't have to be in the same room as them okay Uh, and so yeah I've had some really amazing uh, sessions with people from um, all over the country or, you know, South Australia and New South Wales and whatever. But I've also actually um, received um, and done treatments for people um, that are overseas as well. So um, amazing. Uh, and, right. yeah, when you have that connection, yeah, you're tapping into the energetic fields of of each you know person yeah obviously with their permission and sure. yeah we don't need to be in a physical uh space to do that
0: i guess what i'd like to ask you now is what are your future plans or outlook
1: it's sort of i believe that you know when you're following your own path it sort of just it evolves organically um and uh, so, yeah, I'll continue doing this for a little while um, and see what comes up next. Uh, but this is when my focus is for now, mm-hmm. uh, just working with people on an energetic level and helping them to, um, you know, learn the tools or gain the tools or assist them to um, go through the processes that, you know, to heal our wounds because um, I really believe that we have that power each of us within us to um to do that for ourselves and when we embrace that and um do our own healing um it actually lifts up the um it it helps to lift up the rest of us you know um and and I really believe in that very strongly absolutely so where can
0: we find you if someone was interested in um, contacting you for a treatment, what's the
1: best way to get in touch? Um, I have a website. It's um, www.openheartempire.com. Um, and uh, there's a bookings page. There's a little blog page. There's a little bit about me. So you can go in and you can have a look at that and, um, and make a booking online.
0: The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. So, we've been chatting with Crystal Gittins, who is based in Darwin, Australia, and she is running a healing sessions operative called Open Heart Empire. So, I hope that you'll get along and check out her work, and you can contact her for an online session if you're interested. In any of the things that she's been talking about with us today on the Which Way Spellcast, okay, Crystal. I have one final question for you, and I'm asking all of my guests this question: What does magic mean to you?
1: Oh, ah, um, what does magic mean to me? I I really think that um, magic for me is being able to live. Um, presently with a childlike sense of wonder um and you know just to be able to take joy in the small things um and know that whatever I'm putting out at the time that I actually have control over that I'm actually creating that and when we start to see that in our lives where we're actually changing um what comes next um, and recognise that we do that in the present moment um, and that we actually have so much more power than we think we do, um, that for me is definitely what magic is. And when we look outside of uh, our sort of mundane everyday environments and can just see that magic in the small things, see it in our environment, see it in the world um, and really have an appreciation for that um, and then be able to just open up to what is magical every day, um, which is really just living in that sort of state of of love and openness and um, amazing creation.
0: hey okay, everybody i hope you enjoyed that interview with crystal i did it was very illuminating and i really wish all of you a vibrant month ahead keep dancing keep loving keep creating and keep rebelling against those forces that would seek to oppress you use the magic be the magic And I look forward to having your company again next month on the Witchway Spellcast. Blessings and farewell.